Hello and welcome to another episode of the Hope Mindful Compassion Show. My name is Paul Garrigan and I look after the mindfulness program here at Hope. I'm Joel Lewin and I'm one of the counsellors here at Hope. So um, I'd like to kind of thank Eugene for contacting, contact, contacting me and reminding me that I haven't done a podcast in a while. So this one's for you. So what we, what we, we, we said we talk about today is a healthy lifestyle. So, so healthy lifestyle, what's all that about, Joel? What, what is a health, healthy lifestyle? Well, a healthy life, lifestyle encompasses a whole range of things, including physical health, so exercise, um, diet, mental health, and all of the aspects uh, that contribute to that. Well, is it the same as fitness? So you could be healthy without being fit, but I don't think you can really be fit without being healthy. Okay, could you explain more? So how could you be healthy without being fit? So in my mind, um, you, you can be, you can eat healthy, kind of live healthily, but not necessarily be able to kind of do extended periods of exercise. Oh, um, I get you, yeah. Yeah, so particularly as you get older, you might not be able to exercise to the extent you'd be considered really fit, but you could still be healthy. So I suppose it's, it's about functioning, isn't it? Yeah, it's about being able to function and essentially avoid unwanted kind of illnesses, unwanted health issues, and to be kind of happy with your physical state and your mental state. Oh, yeah, so you did mention there is a difference, isn't there? So there is the, the physical health and, and the mental health. Yeah, in a way they're distinct, but also they're very much entwined. Um, I mean, one of the most effective treatments for depression and anxiety is exercise. Right, yeah. So our physical state undoubtedly kind of feeds into our mental state. So the kind of the, the, the difference is almost, um, it's not a significant, it's not really that significant a difference. It's like one kind of depends on the other. Is that kind of what you're saying? They, they're very much entwined, so one can contribute to the other. Right, it makes sense. Um, so a lot of mental health struggles can be um, kind of, dealt with through exercise partially. Perhaps other things might need to be involved as well, but exercise can make a massive contribution to helping with mental health struggles. So, 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 so something like exercise probably wouldn't be a replacement for rehab for most people? It wouldn't necessarily be a replacement, but it could be a big contributing factor to a successful rehab mm. experience. And obviously we're talking about this in the rehab context. I mean, do the people who we get here tend to be healthy when they come? Not really. People come in in all sorts of states of disrepair. Um, it's pretty rare that people come in healthy. Because even if you kind of got, I suppose even if you have some kind of level of physical fitness, they can still be kind of a really mentally unhealthy. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, physical fitness doesn't necessarily doesn't necessarily directly translate into mental wellness. Yeah, um, that makes that makes sense. So, and what um. Would you say it's possible for people to recover from addiction without being, without getting healthy, without kind of having a healthy lifestyle, let's say? In theory, I suppose it would be possible, but it would be difficult and perhaps unlikely. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, so when we're talking about physical health, if you're not physically healthy, that can kind of create a whole load of triggers for relapse. You know, if you're not physically healthy, you have low energy levels, and that can lead people to relapse. It can contribute to bad sleep, and insomnia can be a massive trigger for a lot of people. 
Um, it can contribute to mood swings, um, to low mood. All these kind of things that lead people back to using. So healthy lifestyle is pretty crucial. Would you kind of say then that, um, you know, people talk about a dry drunk? Yeah. Would, would that kind of, would that be kind of suggesting an unhealthy lifestyle? Being a dry drunk means you don't have a healthy lifestyle. Yes. In a way, it could. I mean, when I think about dry drunks, I think more about kind of mental attitudes rather than lifestyle. But in fact... But could we say those, that those attitudes are unhealthy? So, what jumps to my mind is that you could be a dry drunk and be very healthy, um, but you're kind of focusing on perhaps your fitness and other aspects of health at the expense of really doing any work to change your behaviour and change your attitudes. You know, sometimes people... Um, exercise makes them feel good in the early days, so they do loads of it, and they think that's the magic cure for addiction. And then that's the only thing they do focus on. They neglect all the rest. They don't make changes. And then, you know, maybe they get injured, and suddenly they put their eggs in one basket yeah. and they're in trouble. So it's kind of lack of balance. Yeah, I mean... So, so could we say then that the problem there is, if we're kind of staying within this healthy lifestyle idea, that the problem is that they're focusing more on their physical health and neglecting their mental health? You could say that, yeah. Yeah, it's important to work on both of them. Really important to get that balance. Why? So what are the potential dangers? So, I mean, we've kind of, we, we've touched upon them. But what are the potential dangers of, of not kind of uh, focusing on a healthy lifestyle? of not focusing on a healthy lifestyle. So um, there's a whole range of health risks, you know, and um, so being unhealthy, it's, it's just not conducive to recovery because recovery depends on, well, a measure of stability. Um, and especially in the early days when you don't have that stability through being healthy, then you're far more likely to kind of find yourself in mental states you can't deal with. Yeah, it makes sense. And we're talking about a healthy lifestyle as if it was, um, you know, a very kind of clear thing. I mean, it's a healthy lifestyle. Is it going to look the same for everybody? Is everyone with a healthy lifestyle going to be doing the exact same thing and that kind of stuff? Healthy lifestyles can be incredibly diverse. I mean, for, for one person, it might be lifting heavy weights in the gym. For another person, it might involve you know, walking slowly across mountains. Um, for another person, it might involve yoga. Um, so there's so many different forms of exercise that can be involved. It, there's something for everybody, really. So how would somebody know if they have a healthy lifestyle? I guess if they feel content with their, their state of mind and their state of physical well-being, um, because I mean it's something that could be healthy for one person could be really unhealthy for another person yeah. it depends entirely on the individual you need to listen to your own body right? so it's kind of subjective yeah it's very subjective yeah. and um, does, so and you've kind of answered this already so, so being healthy doesn't necessarily mean you have to go to the gym no and so the gym works for some people works really well for some people they can become very passionate about the gym and all the things you can do there but other people find different ways of exercising work for them. You know, getting outside in nature can be incredibly important for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. um, I love running um, out in nature. It gives me just a massive rush to be 
out there kind of feeling connected with nature, seeing the sun come up in the morning, that's really important for me. Um, yeah, I mean, also the social aspects of exercise and a healthy lifestyle can be important. You know, playing team sports gives you an opportunity to meet new people, um, meet people with similar interests and to kind of start building a new community for yourself that perhaps you didn't have when you were using. Well, just thinking there, Joel, it could it be that, you know, that people have a resistance to a healthy lifestyle? Could it be that they actually have a, a resistance to a certain image of the healthy lifestyle? So the person could be imagining that a healthy lifestyle means living on lettuce and going for 20 kilometer runs every day. Could that be the problem rather than the healthy lifestyle? Uh, yeah, I know what you mean, actually. Sometimes there's this um, image of the healthy person who's sort of squeaky clean and a bit of a square and quite boring. Yeah, that's not often something that's particularly appealing to an addict. Um, in fact, it might be kind of <laughs> almost repulsive to an addict yeah. who's got a bit of a, the rebel in them. Um, so, I mean, it can be whatever you want it to be. It can be whatever you make it. You know, you don't have to conform to some image of a healthy lifestyle. Um, you can just choose whatever works for you. And where, where would someone start? So, I think the most important thing is to find something that you enjoy, okay? Um, because then you're most likely to do it consistently. If you're having to force yourself every single time it's an ordeal to drag yourself to the gym, you're not going to keep that going consistently. So experiment, try new things, find something that works for you that you can enjoy, and then you'll be able to do it consistently because consistency is key in a healthy lifestyle. And the same goes for, um, you know, a diet. If you want to change your diet to become more healthy, it's important to find a way that you can actually enjoy doing that because otherwise you're kind of putting yourself um, through a struggle every day. And I mean, you can reap the benefits of that, but it's less likely you can be able to do it consistently. One thing that I found useful, and I wonder if you agree, is I found it far more useful to focus on what I was doing rather than what I wasn't doing. So, you know, with some people, I think it's very, very different, you know, to, it's kind of a different kind of energy when you're focusing on eating well rather than avoiding crap. Okay, I think I see. What like, you're like, doing. like, make it more about you know what you're doing rather than not what you're not doing. Right. You know, if people are kind of say, "Oh, I just ate, I just had that cheesecake, and then I'm a really bad person." Yeah. And that can kind of you know it can actually can it can kind of lead to kind of you know uh, negativity. It actually makes people less motivated, doesn't it? Right. Yeah. But if people focus on, but I also had a carrot. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it kind of you know that that can motivate them to kind of do more of that. Would you agree with that? Um. Yeah. I mean, as addicts, we tend to beat ourselves up and to find reasons to berate ourselves. So it is important to focus on what you're actually doing well because often you're doing things better than you give yourself credit for. Yeah, so it's kind of more forward-looking rather than what we haven't done. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. W would you say there is a danger in putting too much much emphasis on a healthy lifestyle? Um, I think it's is very very important, but it's not the only thing that's important. Um, and. So, I mean, if you, if you think that having a healthy lifestyle is going to fix everything for you, then that's not true. I mean, it's not going to insulate you from life struggles. And, mm -hmm. it's, um, and there's also other things you're going to have to work on as well. So it's not kind of a magic cure. Um, 
that can definitely make a big contribution mm-hmm. to recovery. I suppose it could kind of, um, I mean, it could it could cause negative negative like have negative effects, couldn't it? Like, so imagine somebody's going, well, I can't spend time with my family. I need to go running there. Right. I mean, it can actually start to get in the way, almost like, and I think that's probably what would make it kind of almost addictive, wouldn't it? That the yeah. parents are starting to put that before everything else, and it's just a new way of being neglectful. Right. Yeah. And kind of bringing the old behaviours to bear on the healthy lifestyle, you know, yeah. sort of selfishness, isolation, obsession, all those kind of things. It's, it's kind of like what I say to clients sometimes, is that don't um, don't neglect your family so you can do the loving-kindness meditation. Right, yeah. <laughs> kind of defeats the purpose. But yeah. I suppose it can be very similar with, with, all the, with other kind of things that are good for us. Yeah. And to kind of be aware of that, that we have that, um, that, that tendency. Yeah. Well... Anything else that you can um, you can think of, Charlie, you want to add? Well, on that topic, it can be good to find ways you can integrate your healthy lifestyle with your family, with your friends, with your partner, so that it doesn't become kind of a lonely, isolating pursuit. Whether that's, you know, going out um, for a run together, going out on bicycles together, that's quite a family-oriented thing to do. Or um, maybe playing football with friends, um, joining a yoga class, things that can bring you together with other people so it doesn't have to be a lonely pursuit. Makes sense there. So, well, that's it for now. Um, Thanks very much, Joel. Thanks, Paul.